cheap fees and overvaluing in estate agency. Today, I'm joined by James White, controversial estate agent from the north of England. Thanks for joining me today, James. Um, what are your solutions to overvaluing and cheap fees in estate agency? Talk to me. Well, everybody does it. First things first. The interesting thing about overvaluing, it's one of the most complained about things on LinkedIn. Um, I lost this job because um, the other agent overpriced it. Uh, but how many jobs does that estate agent have on their books where they were the highest valuation? They forget that. It's the easiest moan in the business, isn't it? I lost it on fee. I lost it on valuation. Quite often, you've lost it before you even get there. Um, the other day, somebody had me out to value their house, and he rang me back before I got a chance to get to him, just later on that day, he said, thanks ever so much for your valuation. You were never going to get the job. I always use Agent X. I just wanted to make sure they'd not over or underprice the house. So I was never going to get that job. And that's something that we all worry about, isn't it? Is every opportunity that we get, we hope we, um, we've got a chance of getting the work. But quite often, we haven't. Um, that said, when it comes to overvaluing, every agent will take instructions that are too much money. Um, it's just how they tee up the next port of call in terms of the process and the conversation. So, Mr. Watkins, I'm happy to take your house at that price, but let's just do that for two or three or four weeks and see how we get on. We can review the stats, we can review the viewing feedback, and then we can go from there. Is that overvaluing, Chris, or is it a genuine approach to, one, satisfying the client's demands, uh, and two, actually creating a client journey that they're happy with? The issue I have with that, with, with what you've just said, is that it requires you as the valuer and the uh, to take responsibility for the listing once you put it on the market. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Which, yeah. which, looking at an awful lot of, not all, but an awful lot of employed estate agents, uh, valuers, is that they say, see their job to put the house on the market and then basically fade off into the darkness and like a secret agent to go and find another listing. Well, that's up to how their, their managers, their boss, and actually even their colleagues manage them. Remember, most valuers in corporate or multiple estate agency environments are actually run by the negotiators in the office, aren't they? Or a manager. And the negotiators in the office could overcome quite a bit of this by actually um, setting aside some time in the valuer's diary for vendor reviews, almost forcing them to do it. Okay. Can we be so controversial? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, do you think, I mean, there's, uh, the, the, there's one large corporate estate agent who's very well known for their, they get, the listers get paid not on exchange, but on listing. Well, it's been, it's going on, it's not just the corporates, it's, it goes on in regional agents, multiple agents. Where, where the proprietor is no longer the only front person in the business, i.e. the only valuer, in, in one office estate agent, it's usually the proprietor that goes out, isn't it? Um, there's quite often commissions for, for, for listing properties. There's even commissions for market share. Yeah, the commissions for market share. Pie for, charts. Pie charts. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, where do we go with that? Well, we won't go down that road. But um, there's, there's commissions for um, uh, vendor referrals to solicitors, to mortgage companies, removals, all of that. So a commission is part of estate agency, isn't it? Nothing wrong um, with commission. The interesting thing for me is that's not the reason the client called you out in the first place. An estate agent is invited out by somebody who wants to sell their house not be sold the extras. So the actual um, job of the estate agent, yes, is to win the instruction, but the client is giving them the job to sell the house. So therefore the estate agent or the valuer should always be involved in that process of the conversation, what do we do next? So bring, 
the valuer needs accountability and, and do their own vendor management. Absolutely. And, and have the time set aside to do it. And you think that will counteract or go an awful long way to, to beat overvaluing? Uh, no, but what it does do, it keeps the, keeps the valuer involved in the process so that the valuation isn't the only reason that people choose the, choose the, the agency. It's the building a relationship from day one. So I'm going to come and value your property. But the valuation isn't necessarily the asking price, is it? The asking price is determined by the client and their, their speed of, of sale requirement. See, I, I, was, I was always taught, because we're of a similar age, you know, early 40s plus 10, um, that you have the value of triangle. I don't know if you can remember this. But no, go with me go on, on this one. Okay. You should only put a property on the market if you have one of three, two of the three. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Valuation, motivation and fee. Got it. Okay. Yep. So My, get... Mine was time, motivation and price. It's very, very similar then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if the price is right and the motivation is low, but the fee is okay, it's going to sell anyway. Yeah, yeah. The motivation is the driver, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's the key. Always one. the driver. And if a, if a vendor comes to the market, has absolutely no, no drive, no determination to move, then the last thing you need is a low fee in that environment. And certainly a, an overvaluation won't help you either. So that's how you get over overvaluing. What about cheap fees? Uh, the easiest way on cheap fees as a business owner is to set a strong minimum fee. Don't do anything below a certain level. You can lift your average fee by lifting your minimum fee. So I would suggest two, two and a half thousand pounds minimum fee. Even for houses in the north, we can still sell houses at 70, 80, 90 thousand pounds. Um, there's no point doing the job for less than a couple of thousand, I don't think. Um, That's easy for you to say when someone's not hitting their target and it's the 20th of the month. Well, it's up to them to uh, train their valuers to uh, be able to get the point across as to why they're worth it, isn't it, surely? Do you think we're very good as an industry of getting our worth across? Uh, I think what we were very good at is chasing the fee down to try and build market share. And it infuriates me when the biggest agents in a market town like Grantham, for example, are the cheapest estate agents. Because part of the, 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 the joy of being the biggest agent, the market leader, is that you should be able to set the fee level in the town. You should be able to raise the bar in terms of the service that you offer and therefore raise the fee level for all of the agents in the town. Um, let's face it, we're all in this together. So if everybody's better off and can invest more in training and advertising and so on, it's better for the consumer as well. doesn't necessarily mean that it's better for the consumer to be the cheapest agent. Thank you for your insight today.